0: Hey everyone, this is Jeff Epstein with People Conversations. And tonight I am talking with Democratic candidate for governor, Lisa McCormick. So hello, Lisa. Hello, Jeff. Thank you for coming. And so we we just came from a town hall or whatever you wanna call it, meet the candidate that was hosted by Our Revolution South Jersey. And uh, that was nice. And we're across the street now in the former Bernie Sanders campaign office in Pemberton. And uh, so, Lisa, can you introduce yourself?
1: Sure. I'm Lisa McCormick, and I'm running for governor for New Jersey. And uh, I was looking for candidates to endorse and, and vote for. And when I saw my options, I felt that running for office was uh, something that I had to do.
0: And when did you? When did that process happen? Or when did you make this decision?
1: Um, well, I started, you know, e- emails and on the internet about a year ago. Um, it's not my first time running for, for office. I did run for county clerk in 2012. Um, but, you know, I, I'm Jim Devine, my political consultant, is very um, uh, helpful with um, learning about candidates and learning about uh, who is a good candidate and who is not? And when uh, I see the research of the Democratic Party and other uh, endorsing agencies, I see um, endorsements being bought. And I wanted to give the people a choice of somebody who's not um, going to be beholden to corporations and, and the millionaires, but uh, somebody who's representing me and my values and, and is one of us, the 99%.
0: So can you describe your uh, your candidacy in 2012 and what that was like?
1: Uh, yes. I was running for county clerk against an incumbent. Again, one of the things that I stand for is we want to have new people who are elected to office. We don't want to have a government run by people who are there 20 and 30 years because we want people who are in the private sector and know the issues that we face every day and... We don't want somebody who is a political insider who's doing fine and thinks everything is as good as, the you know, the way things are.
0: So so the, the candidacy in 2012, why did that begin and, and what was that experience like?
1: Well, that was a, we were trying to fight the incumbents and we were fighting against the top of the ticket it was a sheriff. And this
0: was for county clerk. Is that what you said?
1: Yes. Um, and we, the top of the ticket was sheriff, and we got a, a bunch of people to run against the current sheriff and the county clerk and a bunch of other towns. And um, our unity is what made our campaign or what, what made our uh, success that year. We, we did. I did get 47% of the vote huh. against uh, an incumbent who had been there for 30 30%. years and we realized the power of the people you know it comes from being on a team and uh, having support in numbers not just one particular person running for office
0: so so he was the only other candidate so it was 53 to 47 or roughly that
1: yeah yeah i mean you know the votes the down ballot ticket was affected so it wasn't you know i mean there were there wasn't
0: there weren't more than there were two can- there were two candidates for county clerk
1: no, oh, yeah, there were two candidates for
0: okay. for so so, yeah. so what what would you say that you learned from that campaign?
1: Uh, like I said, I learned that um you know we need to take over uh, and get the incumbents out of out of office that we need new ideas and um you know, as far as the campaign itself, it was great talking to the people and and hearing. You know their concerns and addressing the things that uh, were important to people in this case, you know the sheriff we we were trying to get uh, we were trying to get a new sheriff in town
0: so how are how are you different in this campaign than you were back then?
1: Um well, being governor is a a very ambitious a- undertaking. It's gonna require a lot more help and a lot more people but i also feel it gives me a platform to talk to many more people i mean if our my goal is to get new people in office and hold people who are in office accountable and have a choice on the ballot um, this is we're going to reach my, you know more people running for governor than we did countywide
0: can you describe some of the other sort of major experiences that you've had during this campaign
1: uh, what, like, you know, specifically, what do you mean? Like,
0: uh, tonight we had the town hall, so like big meetings or, uh, just notable sort of experiences that you've had during your campaign of meeting people or particular places.
1: Um, well, two experiences that come to mind, is um, one dealing with the incumbent de- Democrats and their propensity to endorse millionaires, and it's frustrating for me to look, uh, look people in the eye and say, uh, you know, this is this is the best choice you've got for me. You've got four millionaires going to a, a debate and not considering any of the other candidates, um, and even some of the uh, organizations out there that are designed to help progressives. There, they uh, they start. Um, they, they start with the most likely candidate to win instead of who's the best candidate to win. And uh, one of the things that I want to promote during my campaign is uh, getting people involved and teaching people how to select a good candidate and doing your homework and research and not just uh, endorsing the person that you see on TV.
0: Okay. Um, so what would you, how would you describe? I'm, I know that you're relatively Bernie. As far as your platform is concerned, so uh, what are the sort of the most important things in your platform? Well, for my, you? no,
1: my number one uh, uh, concern is fair elections. Um, without um, having, what, getting rid of mon- money in politics is key because we're finding that either millionaires are taking over or lobbyists, and lobbyists are supporting candidates with large contributions and they're basically buying whatever they want from government and in order for us to take back our government we have to eliminate this corruption in government that is
0: has the money right? and that's been endorsed by I believe all of the counties and and um, how would you compare him to John Corzine, who you know was sort of essentially the, the the Goldman Sachs person that that basically bought his way into the governorship? But 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 they're, you know, from I, I wasn't into politics before Bernie Sanders, so I can't really speak on John Corzine. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is that Phil Murphy seems a reasonable, you know, sort of pleasant guy and has some somewhat pro- progressive views. But how would you how would you compare? Them.
1: Well, you know, if you're going to go on the face of what people say and how they look, John Corzine looks like, looked like a great candidate and he did nothing that he had promised. And Phil Murphy, I say the same thing. I mean, I see him saying we're going to support working families and whatever coin phrases that he comes up on his commercials. And I said, if I bought my, my politicians the way I buy a car, you know, these guys seem fine. Um, but like I said, um, we have to do our jobs as voters and research our candidates so that we know that Phil Murphy is a a, a mil- millionaire that he made his money on Wa- Wall Street um you know that he is buying his way into the election
0: so is it you don't think that anything that he's saying is is he's just saying it to say it phil murphy you think
1: yes I think that when you buy your campaign, you buy polls. You get, to f- you figure out what the public wants to hear, and you recite it. And one of the reasons that I'm not this smooth um, speaker and I'm not great at the interviews is because I'm not. I am speaking from the heart. I'm speaking on the issues that I believe that we all need to address. And climate change is one. And uh, like I said, the corruption in government and making our schools effective for people. These are real issues that I didn't camp, you know, I didn't need to go and, and look up uh, how people feel on it. I, I mean as a progressive and someone with progressive values I know Bernie shared on his platform a lot of these things and I stand by him
0: so uh, I Was never into politics until Bernie Sanders, which was for me was August of 2015 i never heard of him before before him. I blindly voted for Democrats. That was the extent of my you know pol- political experience Mm-hmm. So you were already running for office in 2012. So I'm curious how did you get into politics in general and also uh at what point did you meet uh discover Bernie Sanders?
1: Um well I I heard of Bernie Sanders when he started running, like I said, Jim Devine. He's very involved in politics. Oh, um, yeah, you have a good advantage. <laughs> I have a great advantage. <laughs> well, you know, and you, and you know, I, I want to use that as, you know, for my campaign, but also for my fellow teammates. I mean, we have a great asset in Jim Devine who no does tons of research. Um, you know, I was not active in politics, like, other than hearing what he would be talking about. Um, but I do think Bernie Sanders um, – and Donald Trump that um, brought me to feel the need to to take action because when Bernie didn't win, I was devastated. And I thought, but this is what every good candidate goes through. They get everybody together, they create their team, and then they lose. And we walk away with our tails between our legs and we think we don't have a chance of winning. And I said, you know, and then I see Donald Trump in office and I go, how can I be of service to my state um, and and, co- and country and have Donald Trump as the candidate who's in, in charge of, you know, the country. And I decided the Democrats that we, like you said, you just go and vote Democrat, are not doing their job. If they're the ones who are supposed to be researching our candidates and finding the best Uh, person for the office, then we have to call on them and say, look, guys, whatever you've been doing up to this far has not been working and we're not getting the government we want.
0: So when did you announce your candidacy or when did you decide? When did you decide and when did you announce?
1: Well, I think I announced before I decided. <laughs> no, I mean— I know That it, is impressive. It, well, it, it is because—
0: <laughs> Or he announced before he convinced you to do it.
1: <laughs> well, no, but I mean, you know, on one level, I kept saying to myself, am I the best candidate? Isn't there somebody else out there? Can't we just go and, and research candidates and find people who are progressives that are going to do what I want? And I'll stand behind them because, you know, I was looking for somebody to, to support and uh when when i didn't find anyone and i looked in the mirror and i thought this is it <laughs> um you know so i when, thought i when had
0: when when was that when did you when did you decide i would say
1: that would be uh donald trump's i guess when he won so back in november
0: you announced in november so donald well, trump was sort of the your yeah, catalyst yeah. okay i i in my mind it was before then yeah I, but i have no evidence for that but just i felt I thought that it was before then okay
1: yeah but you know I mean he really um, I just looked at him and I thought you know I mean we have this stigma of what we think our politicians should look like we think oh like business CEO somebody who's successful and and then you heard what what he said and uh, the people who voted for him would talk about things, and i said how are you how are you voting for someone who wants to build a wall
0: how how, how Why do you think that Hillary lost against him?
1: Um, well, she really didn't give us anything to vote for. I mean, her campaign was largely around look how Donald Trump is. And rather than I'm not Donald Trump. Yeah, and rather than talk about what we want to accomplish as Democrats and what we want to do moving forward, we got I'm not Donald Trump as an answer, and it wasn't enough for most people.
0: But uh, be a little more specific, though. I I mean, yes, she lost because she didn't give anything to vote for. But but what really pushed him over the? What do you see as really pushing him over the edge to victory? Like it that it wasn't just a matter of necessarily that. Did did people not vote for her, or did people vote for him out of spite?
1: Oh, I think it definitely was spurred on by anger. We were so sick of the Democratic Party offering us business as usual that we wanted to change, even if it meant we're losing everything that we have.
0: Okay. Um, so w- what would you say—I mean, obviously, Trump hasn't been the greatest, but, but what have been your views based on— uh, what, what have been your views of, of his presidency so far? Um, Aside from the for, obvious, it's not been great.
1: unfortunately, well, he's not getting uh, – he's finding out being president is a little harder than he expected, passing, passing health care. Who, who knew that
0: healthcare care could be so complicated?
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, and he's having trouble passing his his uh, – issues because there are people with common sense they're going to say you know, that are going to stand up to him and say you know this is just not acceptable we're not going to take away everyone's health care coverage uh, it doesn't make any sense to build this ridiculous wall that wouldn't even have an impact and I'm hoping that we have enough people in the off in office to uh, <coughs> stop him and and that's the way our democracy works it wasn't fortunately it wasn't a dictatorship or we might be working on the wall today. Instead of running for office,
0: what would you? How do you? How do you? Um, I, I guess this is sort of the same question as Hillary. But what what would you say the the problem with just the Democrats is? Uh,
1: endorsing and um, centering their whole endorsement process on people who are most likely to win and people who have the most money.
0: And in Jersey, again, Phil Murphy has, I believe, gotten every single c- county
1: has. or candidacy um i see that my candidacy is not just about me um i think one of the biggest uh disappointments for me when bernie lost was there was no more bernie meetings and people getting together and our democracy can't exist on a bunch of people getting together rallying behind the right ideas and then fading into the background Uh, i think the the advantage of the democratic party is they already have their system they go and they see each other every day and they are organized and until we get Candidates until our revolution gets people, uh, you know, our communication process, our teaching people how to run for office, and to get uh, everything up and running so that. Um, we realize we, we want to encourage candidates that are not in this for the short term. They're not in this just so that they can say they're governor or that they're not in this just to say that they want county clerk. Or we want people who want to take our democracy back at whatever the cost and whatever we can um, achieve.
0: So this candidacy, your candidacy, you're trying to make it more than just you. Absolutely. So what what have you guys been doing as far as actually – getting people to run for these things. I mean, if you're if you're if you see your candidacy as a as sort of a group candidacy, what what has happened so far with that? Well, like who else is running with you or who else will be running with you or
1: Well, you know, as you know, one of the problems with the, the people who are running against the Democrats and the incumbents is you need money to uh to get the word out. To attract people. And so you have to build your campaign, you know, one person at a time, and it's a slow process. And I think that the, one of the reasons that the incumbents are constantly elected and we're not seeing new people out there is because, like I said, you get some people who are donors, they're enthusiastic, and then they lose. And then people don't want to donate because they lose hope and they lose, you know, Uh, purpose for for fighting and I think between you know we we did have we are able to communicate with a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters with emails and uh, we're encouraging our revolution uh, supporters to be in touch with us and we're encouraging uh, the communications via the internet so that we can reach as many people as we possibly can and and do as much as we can until we catch up with, with the financial and, and are able to send out more um, information to people and get more people recruited.
0: So is there a specific plan as far as like a timeline of when, you know, whoever's going to be doing, running for whatever specific thing?
1: Well, the primary elections in June and then, the you know, the, but pretty much the deadlines are, are the elections. Oh,
0: the... You, the petition, I know that there's some, I believe the petitions, is that right? Petitions have to be in on April 2nd?
1: Yes. April Over.
0: 3rd? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, are there any other major deadlines after that? No? Okay. Um, you said, I don't remember exactly what you said, but you said something like after Bernie lost, then what do we do? Right. And, and for me, I was from February through july to the convention i was just pumping away at this office with these guys rachel and mark mark who's almost about to fall out of his chair sleeping there (laughs) um and i was i've never been this active before and then all of a sudden the 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 convention ended Hmm. and you know I, i was like i i became a journalist during this and interviewing people and i was i live the convention and all this stuff and and then all of a sudden the convention ended and i was not interested at all in helping hillary clinton i wasn't sabotaging her but i was not interested in helping her and so all of a sudden between then and the end of the year i was like i'm not doing anything and like no one's telling me things to do anymore like there were so many things to do during the campaign and and at the end of the year i was like I don't, what do I do? I'm back to feeling like I had, you know, no purpose, like before I knew Bernie. And so it it took a lot to get back, you know, to, to, to make a purpose for myself. Well, you know, and to, and to be more assertive with journalism and stuff. And so it seems like sort of the same thing with politics with you, like to, to do the same thing with, with running for governor. It's like, no one's doing it. I got to do it.
1: Yes. I mean, you know, and like I said, with, with Jim, uh, until I met Jim, I didn't know that there was more than one election every four years. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was the presidential. What else was there? Mm-hmm. And then he enlightened me. You no, know, there's city council, there's mayor, there's there's always, I said to him, how could you be a political consultant? if you're only doing one one job every four years, you know, and he uh, opened my eyes. He sat me down
0: and said, honey, <laughs> we got to talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so he's, you know, like I said, and he brings so much to, to my campaign. In fact, um, I think, like you said, a lot of people were disheartened by Bernie and then angry at Trump and it's bringing out people in numbers that we haven't seen before and it is and now when I go and I talk to people um, I actually have people saying what district am I in and people who are outsiders that are just coming into politics and I feel like uh, in line with them because up until this point um, you know Jim Devine would be talking to fellow democrats and everybody knew everything it was like you know I was the outsider because I didn't know what district I was in or you know what meeting was next or or which elections were up or when the primaries were and now I'm surrounded by people where I have a little bit more experience than them and it's nice to see that the new people but uh, you know we've let our government go for it seems my lifetime I mean, it was not like my parents said, oh, you got to make sure you register to vote and go out. I think at one point my, parent, my mother voted for one president and my father voted for another. And it wasn't even discussed in the family. And having someone like Donald Trump, uh, my niece was talking about running for office or doing something because she was so angry. And like I said, this was new because politics in the past for my family, you know, we didn't even talk about it. Mm-hmm. to be familiar with TYT and Jimmy Dore the Young
0: Turks no yeah. okay uh, I, I I watch that a lot and particularly Jimmy Dore he he talks about how you know Trump has woken people up and Trump is not necessarily a bad there's a silver lining with, with Trump because it's woken people up and people are finally realizing all these things that you just said which is they realize what congressional district they're in now they're, real, they're, they're aware of where these town halls are they're aware of what bills are sponsoring and so on Um, but this has been going on long, but you had a really good line tonight. It was something like, people are angry at Trump. I forget exactly. People are angry at Trump. Say it.
1: Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. And, uh, if we blame Trump, we are ignoring, you know, we're saying that the problem just started.
0: Right. Right. So, so Trump woke people up, but... Why weren't they woken up before him? Because these things didn't just start like you just suggested.
1: I have a, a great story about a dog who's um, who's laying on the porch and his tail is under the rocking chair, and the the, the owner is rocking back and forth, and the dog is going, Ugh, uh. And every time he rocks back, he says, "You know, why doesn't the dog move the tail?" And he said, "Oh, it only hurts enough to complain about it." And I think we're getting to the point where it hurts enough to do something. We're ready to make a change in our lives and donate or run for office or help out on campaigns because up until this point, I think people were comfortable and they were, you know, it only hurt enough to complain.
0: I actually, well, I don't know. I I think I actually disagree with that, that the way that Jimmy Dore phrases it is that these things have been happening for a long time, but now there's an ugly face on it. Mm-hmm. And that, <clears throat> that we've always had big oil in charge of the State Department, but before now it was the middlemen. Now they just got rid of the middlemen. You know, now, but Before it was who big money pays off. It's the employees of, of the big donors before Trump, but now with Trump. It's just, you know, screw it. It's just the big donors. Let's stop pretending anymore, that kind of a thing. So do you really think that it's—I forget exactly what you said, but you said something like, it finally hurts enough. But has it really changed that dramatically since Trump has been elected, or is it more of that ugly face, that that it's the same as it was, but now it's an ugly face? I mean, clearly it's not— is not as good as you know there there's definitely going a downhill to somewhat, but, but
1: well, I think the media has played its part. I mean, it, Jim jokes that it was all Trump all the time. I mean, we've been watching Donald Trump and what he was doing and what he was saying next. And uh, he was uh, in part an entertainer with his ridiculous notions and I don't think people took his campaign promises seriously and then when he was sworn into office and he stood by his promises of the wall and deporting people and and getting rid of Obamacare uh people were were shocked you know I mean woken up with um this is really happening it's not just a show that he's put on while he was campaigning but this is what he wants to do with his presidency and it's scary I mean you know people are worried about whether or not they're gonna get deported I mean it's terrible okay um all right so I that I have heard from other people and uh, I
0: would like to tell you what they are and to get your response of, of what you think about it. Okay, so the first one that I've heard is that people, not your posts, not your articles on your website, but in the comments that uh, you've written on Facebook, I've heard, people have told me that they feel that that in some of those interactions that there has been a lot of negative campaigning at the expense of Promoting yourself
1: mm-hmm
0: okay so and and I must admit at least on one occasion i I noticed it myself um, so i I what how how do you how do you respond to that to, that as a po- that that you know that that you're more anti wasnesky than than
1: um, negative campaigning unfortunately is part of campaigning it's been that way um, we need to stand out we need to show the differences between where we stand and where other opponents stand um in an ideal world we wouldn't have to in an ideal world we could just talk about our talking points and what we you know and just our issues and where you know where we want to go and agree that we have a similar goal for where we want our government and um you know and not make this about each other but uh, again, it's another, what should I call it, a paradigm shift, and I'm hoping that when we bring in new people in the office that we change campaigning to be less negative about our opponents and make it a more about teamwork, because uh, getting, a, getting what we want to accomplish is bigger than talking about each other.
0: So y- you seem to be saying that negative campaigning is just a, a I can't think of the term, a a bad necessity. I, um, there's, there's a term I can't think of right now.
1: I would think bu- business as usual.
0: You think it's a necessity? To some extent, it's a necessity. Yes. So how do you? How do you? Then it doesn't seem that that was true nearly as much with Bernie Sanders. Do you think that? That.
1: And he lost. So you think, think he think lost
0: because he wasn't as pointedly th- negative th- against th- Hillary?
1: We think there are. You know that. You know that was that his campaign Needed improvements that, and yeah, one of the things was talking about Hillary. Hmm.
0: Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, All right. So the other, the other one is
1: that I've heard complaints about is
0: that people have received emails from what they thought was Bernie Sanders. but when they looked more closely, that it was actually from, I believe, your campaign under the name uh, "Our New Jersey Revolution" with a similar um, logo, and people, the people that I've spoken to, have felt misled that that it wasn't obvious that it was from you, and that they felt like you were trying to gather. Their information under false pretenses. So that was the second one, and what is your response to that?
1: Well, like you said, the where it was um, funded and it my my information was there, and it did require uh, careful reading. But it was it's not hidden; it's there for people to find. And I'm sorry they feel misled, but I also feel like um, people are feeling misled by the Democrats and a lot of other people, and so they're. Learning to be uh, um, more have more critical thinking to 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 read the the smaller print. and you know I didn't mean to mislead anybody. Um, but I'm glad that oh, you
0: you acknowledge that it was that it was not as obvious as it should be. <laughs>
1: again I'm not the, the one who was in charge of the campaign and you know I, I rely on Jim for his his expertise on how things are worded and uh, but um, you know so like I said I'm, I don't I don't want anyone to feel misled you know I'm apologizing that I didn't mean for you to feel misled but I'm also um, uh, saying that you know you weren't you know it's just a feeling and um You know, we we identified what we needed to do, but like I said, um, I think a lot of people are feeling misled from from all politicians. Um, We we need to be discerning, and we need to um, check out our. You know, one of the dangers of Bernie's loss was that there wasn't a continuation of the people who were. Still involved with Bernie, there were you know we want to keep the people who are supportive of Bernie uh, together and communicating, and ha- uh, teach them a way to dis- to discern which people are trying to come in and infiltrate you know the Bernie movement and which people are telling you what you want to hear versus the people that that actually aren't honestly want what you want for an office.
0: So how do you see the this progressive movement, you know, how do you see it going forward? I mean, that Bernie is the leader, but he's, you know, still deciding to try and salvage the Democratic Party. Like, how do you, what do you see happening in 2018 and 2020?
1: And Well, I see... Um, and
0: I, I, I guess that was, I guess that was a national question, but if you can see that as a New Jersey question too.
1: Um. No, <coughs> I, I mean, you know, we need to get our government back. And at this point, it's, we all need to, Be involved, and we need to get as many people active and and teach them how to get involved in politics and have uh, civics classes and uh, (laughs) you know running for office um, as in part of our schools. In fact, I said running for office should be like jury duty. It really should be something that everybody considers Hmm. their their civic duty.
0: That's interesting. That's actually the first time I heard that. Okay, okay. Uh, I lost my train of thought.
1: Well, I I, I just wanted to add that, you know, it is. It's a paradigm shift. But if you, I mean, when you visualize the government you want, this government represents you. This government uh, represents educating your children and paving your roads and, and providing services for for everyone and not just, you know, a large donor or a large corporation. And what I want uh, people to really think about is to their vision of what good government is. And it's, it's, it's a stretch because if you think, okay, well, I'd like to get rid of corruption, that may be small thinking. You know, you want more than that. You want fair taxes. You want a booming economy and you have to change your shift. Uh, even one of the candidates was talking to me tonight and said, you know, I feel like I can't run. And I said, you know, you read the informational packet of, you know, a guide for a progressive to run and you think I don't want to do this. <laughs> I mean, it's going to put people that I know at risk and it's going to require a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort and um yeah, and I think that that's the stigma and the way we feel and the way let's especially my gener- my generation. I feel like I said it wasn't even important, and um, that that all needs to change. Even from the um, from the instructional packets, we need to make running for office seem possible for an everyday person. And one of the uh, one of the things I said, to Jim was I, I love to see somebody come up in their. Their auto mechanic uniform, or somebody who comes up, and instead of everybody being a suit and tie, and you know the gold watch and the the gold rings, like let's see government representing us. Let's see women running for office. Let's see, you know, let's see a representation of of our society and our and our uh, and our diversity.
0: You you said um, you said a couple times. Th- a politician is expected to look like something. Yes. And I actually think, I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that, but I actually think that, that it's even more of the flash, the, the, you know, the good first impression kind Absolutely. of a thing, as opposed to Bernie Sanders, who's the only candidate that didn't, you know, do artificial things to make himself look younger, and so everybody says he looks older, even though everybody else has done artificial things to make themselves look younger. Right. Um you know, but the flash is what people are comfortable with.
1: Well, it's what it's business as usual and it's Because fis- it because
0: it they don't have to you know, think more deeply. Bernie actually makes you think more deeply about the issues and you know, he actually just cuts through the nonsense and just you know, actually talks about things where everybody else is stuck on that first level because it's just so easy. Right. Right. Um
1: I mean, social media is great because it does allow the average person to communicate with large numbers of people without having these... Uh, very large TV budgets and advertising campaign, you know, the advertising itself in the print business is very expensive. And, uh, and I mean, conversely, now you have to be really careful with your fact-checking. And you've got to know, like, what are you looking up online? In fact, uh, my stepson will say things like, well, that's not true. Or if you heard that on the Internet, that, that might not be so. <laughs> and that's where we need to teach, you know, the critical thinking and the research to get yes we want you know the, the the information's out there now we've got a plethora but now we've got to f- have uh successful ways to sort through it
0: all right so two more questions one tell tell us you said you know your website says your mom you say you are just stepson. T- tell us about your kids uh
1: yeah my son is uh 17 he's um He's sixth in his class at Raleway High School, and he's going to... I assume there's more than six kids there. Yeah, there's <laughs> 212 or something. They gave me the exact right, so number. That's, that's a really good thing. But, you know, it's funny. They said top 10 students, and and Jim likes to say, well, why wasn't he first? And I said, really? <laughs> like, sixth is not good enough for you because, that's you know, I was good. in the top third. So, um, you know, there's something to be said for that. And, that's great. Yeah, so, and... Uh, you know, my stepson is also going to to school. He's uh, Union County College, so he
0: just uh, he yeah. just chose.
1: No, he's he's just he's, um, he started. Yeah.
0: Okay. What's he, he What's he majoring in? Or once considering? I think
1: he's undecided. You okay. know, he's just he, taking he, courses and stuff. But okay. he, like I said, he's the one fact checking on the internet, saying, you know, okay, what's this? And you know, he's got a good head on his shoulders.
0: That's good. Okay. F- why don't you just close off? With some, with whatever you like, as far as, as far as what you see happening uh, between now and, and and election day, or as far as once you get started, you can you can actually well, just. Well,
1: you know, I, I don't need to tell everyone that things are really messed up. Um, you know, we know what issues need to be addressed. Like I said, Bernie covered a lot in his platform, and um, and but but we but the answer to. Our problems is that you know we are the ones we've been waiting for. So in closing, I'm asking for people to be involved in government, in supporting my campaign, but not just my campaign. Um, running for office, uh, you know, and donating to uh, you make making political. Th- contributions and staying involved and learning how to research your candidates and become informed voters because we've left this in the hands of people that we thought traditionally would have our interests in heart and we've lost our represent representation in government
0: okay thank you very much
1: All right thank you um,
0: I'm I I, um, I had no idea where this was going to go and uh, thank you for being flexible and and especially with you know it's very late, and uh I, I forgot the coffee, and he hasn't kicked you under the table yet <laughs> no, no, that's, that's but good. yeah so so we just had our town hall right before this and and I don't know what time it is it's pretty late now it's almost ten o'clock, so thank you for for doing this. I really appreciate it. I wish you luck in your campaign and um, I'm sure I'll see you online again.
1: Yeah, and thanks everyone for who's who's been involved. Uh, one of the biggest uh, challenges for somebody who's doing this for altruistic reasons is that we lose. You know, it's discouraging because it's a lot of work. And to meet to seeing everybody tonight who cares and who's out there uh, voicing their opinions and their concerns and being willing to fight, it's encouraging. And that you know. I love being around them, so I'd be looking forward to working with you guys in the future.
0: So, why don't you close by just saying, you know, how can people help or get to know you more, or where do you want them to go, or uh, I uh, mean, on uh, um, maybe online or offline or whatever? You, however yeah, you I mean,
1: I I refer everyone to our website at lisa.mccormick.org, and uh, you know, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter, so they can they can follow me that way as well. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. See you
0: later. Thank you.